Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Inspired Life Podcast. My name is Kath, and welcome back. I hope everyone had a great week. I hope everyone's weekend was awesome. I know for myself, I'm just coming off of a mixed emotional weekend, but an overall really good weekend. We, uh, I started the weekend with my uh, best friend and I taking my daughter out to Canmore for the day. We decided to have a no husband day and it was so much fun and then we got some news while we were out there that my husband was in a car accident uh he was just rear-ended so he's okay the vehicle's okay it's just got some bumper damage um he's a little bit sore and I guess you know thankfully I did that podcast last week on what to do if you get in a car accident so he had all the tools available for him right there to get everything started so I was really proud of him and we are just hoping for a speedy recovery and him feeling 100% soon and then today was just one of those lazy Sundays I'm really enjoying doing my morning routine outside on the weekends I love the warm weather that we're getting right now. We're so spoiled out here in Alberta. We went to the park. We went for a walk. I had my daily step goal done by noon today pretty much. It was fantastic. I um, went on a, Shay and I went on a little shopping date today and we got her shoes for her flower girl outfit because she's the flower girl in my sister's upcoming wedding. So yeah, it's just been an overall great day and we're going to uh, make some burgers tonight, some homemade burgers and just have a lovely quiet family evening and start the week off right. So I just want to say again, thank you so much for tuning in and if you haven't already, hit that little subscribe button. I did see some new subscribers, so thank you so much for subscribing and please rate and review the podcast if you do have a moment and if you did find it inspiring I'd love to hear your feedback and that helps my podcast grow and it's just been one of those awesome experiences to see it grow over the last little about month so thank you so much for your continued support and thank you to everyone who answered my poll on Instagram um and putting some questions in there for today's episode, which is a Q&A. I actually got way too many uh, answers. I had a few friends ask a lot of questions. And so a few of them have actually sparked some future podcast episodes. And one of them will be another Q&A session. So I'm going to divide them up. And then uh, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do another one. Uh, just so you get to know me a little bit more. And um, so if you don't hear your answer, your question in here today, it wasn't that I didn't like it. It's just I had so many I did have to condense them down. And I am going to keep these anonymous as well, just because I never asked permission first. So here we go. Some of these are funny. Some of these are serious. I have looked through them already, so I kind of know, have my answers in mind already. But in the spirit of just being authentic and myself, we're just going to wing it and see what comes up when I ask the question. So first one is, what made you want to start a podcast? And I kind of have touched on this a few times, but a podcast is something I've wanted to do for 
quite a while now. The uh, first podcast I ever listened to was uh, From the Heart by Rachel Brathen or Yoga Girl. And I've loved watching that podcast transform. And it's one that I still listen to pretty religiously. Um, I go in spurts of listening to podcasts and not listening to podcasts, just depending on the season I'm in. I find I listen to them more in the summer and the spring when I'm doing a lot more walking. But for myself, I just wanted to, I don't know, I just wanted to start a podcast and just have a place where I can share things that I want to share. I, uh, I love listening to podcasts when people just talk about things that are going on in their life and the lessons that, you know, they're learning and then they share them, which then, you know, helps you grow. So I just wanted a space where I could could talk and share my thoughts and feelings and I've really enjoyed it so far and it's been a really fun experience and I know I still have lots to learn, but it's been such a cool experience and I can't wait till I have a guest on. I can't wait till I'm a guest on someone's podcast. So it's a really fun adventure and it's something that I wanted to do with no intention of, you know, making it a big thing. It's just something I wanted to do and already seeing how it's grown. Um, I have a feeling that it could maybe be something a little bit bigger than just me sitting on my bed talking to you every Sunday. Uh, next question, uh, do you have any dating advice for those of us in our 20s? So this is from one of my younger audience members then, because I'm in my 30s. I actually just turned 34. Um, and I'm probably not the best person to get dating advice from, but because I met my husband when I was 23. So going on 24. So I've been with my husband for about 10 years now. So I didn't date really in my 20s. I will say my years 19 to 23 before I met my husband were, they were some fun years. I definitely had some fun. I, I dated a few people. I had a couple serious, you know, things going on at, in that time span too. Um, I think I personally think that we are too addicted to dating websites now. And I think it's funny I say that because I met my husband on a dating website. But I met him on there before it kind of blew up to the way it is now. Um, I think if you're in your 20s and you're out exploring the world, you're going to, you know, restaurants, you know, cafes, you're going out with your friends, I just say stay open-minded and just enjoy your 20s um, and you know if someone comes along you know don't be so quick to say no just be open-minded and uh, take in new experiences because you're so young in your 20s and I know in our 20s I think we feel like we are on top of the world and we know everything when I actually feel like I've learned more in my 30s than I did in my 20s. So I would just say, if you're in your 20s and you're dating, you know, keep an open mind, you know, know what you want, but but keep an open mind and 
you know, have fun, you know, try new experiences. And I think the biggest thing, though, is that to always make sure that you don't compromise your own values and you don't just settle because you feel like you have to find someone. You, I think in your 20s, the most important thing you can do is actually learn to love yourself and fall in love with yourself and be okay with just being with you. And I think at that time, once you've done that and you truly are, you truly love yourself and who you are, that's when that person is going to come along. And I say that because that's where I was in my journey when I met my husband. I was, I was single. I was happy. I just moved out to Alberta. I was figuring out who I was. And I was on a dating website, not necessarily to meet anyone to have a relationship with, but to find f- just some friendships and kind of expand my circle. And that's how I found him. And I went into it with not the expectation of marrying him or dating him, but just let's have fun and see where this goes. And I knew after our first date that he was, he was in my life for good. I didn't know how yet, but I knew he, I was stuck. I was stuck with him. So yeah, don't settle. Fall in love with yourself first. All right. <laughs> Why are you so beautiful? Well, first of all, thank you. Um, I definitely don't always feel beautiful. But I think for myself that someone is beautiful, not just because of the way they look, but the type of person they are on the inside. And I think our true beauty shines through when we are truly doing the work internally. We are loving on ourselves. We're caring for ourselves. We're talking positively to ourselves. We're doing the the hard work. We're we're digging deep. And I think as we start to, you know, de-weed ourselves internally and, you know, we, we tend to that garden within, you know, and everything starts to bloom and you start to flourish and grow, I think that's the beauty that then pours out into you externally. So for me, beauty starts from within and it's doing that hard work on yourself. And as that hard work can, starts to pay off and it starts to shine through, that's when your true beauty shines through. So thank you so much for that um, because I've been doing a lot of hard work and I actually, this is probably the most beautiful I've ever felt. Um, I'm really happy with my body right now. I'm happy with the work I'm doing and I, I actually, my skin is cleared up minus the littles that I have right now, but I'm actually, this is a point in my life where I, I've never felt so beautiful. So, um, what have you learned about ha- life through having a child? So this is a really good question. And for those of you who don't know, I have a seven-year-old who's actually turning eight this month, a little girl. And I talk about how she is one of the best blessings I've ever had in my life. Um, she's one of the biggest blessings. Um, one thing I've learned, though, through having a child is that they teach you as much as you teach them. It's a constant game of, and yeah, it's a constant game of, you know, teaching and learning. You know, we're trying to teach them to be the best versions of themselves and be, you know, good citizens so that, you know, once they do 
become an adult and they go out on into the world on their own, they do have all those tools and those things to survive and thrive in our world. But I think that they actually, your child chooses you to be your parent for a specific reason because they're there to teach you something. So for me, one of the biggest things I've learned through having Shay is that I don't know everything and I don't have all the answers and I'm learning about parenting just as much as she's learning about being a kid and growing. So for me, it's a constant game of learning. And just when you think you've mastered something or you've learned everything or you think you've figured something out, she goes through a growth spurt and or something changes and then I'm back to square one again figuring it out. So it's a constant, messy, frustrating, beautiful journey of learning. That's what motherhood has been for me. If you could erase one thing in history, what would it be? So, honestly, nothing. I don't think that history should be erased. Um, I actually have a degree in history from university, and I love history. And I think that history is there for us to learn from. And erasing history is erasing mistakes whether it you know it's a good or a bad thing erasing it doesn't make it go away it'll always be there so I think that erasing history is actually a horrible thing I think that history should be preserved it should be taught from a very neutral standpoint as it is I don't think history should be taught with any political ideologies in mind when you're doing it And I think that all history, the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful, the mistakes, all of that should be taught because it teaches us what went wrong, what went well. Um, And I think to erase history is to just, that's would do more harm than good. So I think history is there for a reason. So we should do our best to learn from it and preserve it. And not erase it, not take down things because it's now considered wrong. I think that's where things like trigger warnings and, you know, warning labels or just reminders that maybe this is not how we act now. This is a part of history that maybe we're not proud of. So it's kind of goes back to taking that radical responsibility, you know, take responsibility that, you know, this maybe wasn't a good part of history but we're not going to erase it and not talk about it but we're going to learn from that so that's my take on history and that we definitely should not be erasing it at all so and yes I do have a history degree I actually have an English degree I got my honor I have started off with my honors in English but I realized at the in my fourth year that I wasn't going to be using this degree that way. So I dropped back down to a bachelor's so I could just take a bit of a break. And I actually worked and saved a lot of money so that I could pay for my next year without having to really go into debt. So um, I have a bachelor in English with a minor in history from Lakehead University. And then I actually did one more year after that and got my teaching degree. 
So I came out with a BA, BEd from Lakehead University. And although I don't use my degree, it's something that I'm super proud of um, because I almost didn't graduate and it was something I wanted to quit. I was so adamant I was going to quit my teaching degree. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. And I did stick through it. So it's one of those things where I wasn't happy, but I did it. And in the end, I'm really proud I did. So next question is, I'm going to piggyback off that, what I just said there. Um, Would I ever go back into teaching again? And the answer is actually no, I wouldn't. Um, Because I think that our school system right now is incredibly broken. I think it's a very old, archaic, structured system that doesn't really reflect modern day. So I have a lot of (laughs) gripes and just a lot of things that I don't think are right. So I would not uh, go back to teaching in that sense. Um, I would, however, I have had the calling to uh, homeschool. And I've thought about it maybe in a few years, uh, taking Shay out of school and a traditional public school and doing a bit of homeschooling with her and uh, spending some time with her that way. So I think the only way I would ever go back to teaching would be in a a homeschool setting. Uh, So tell us more about your story. What led you into NLP and subconscious reprogramming? Uh, How did you get into mindset work and mindset coaching? So this one, so I had a few questions very similar to that. Like, tell me my story. Tell my story. Where did I come from? Like, how did I get into this? So I think that's going to be a much bigger podcast. Um, That's definitely going to be one I can do a whole episode on. But in short, because so many people ask that I do want to touch on it, I, uh, I got into mindset work probably about eight years ago now. It was around the time my daughter was born. And I was never diagnosed with postpartum depression, but I sure as heck was close to, you know, being on that scale of having hit it. And I know my mother-in-law and my mom and my nurse were all very, they were watching me very closely um, because the first year of my daughter's life was probably one of the loneliest years of my life. I am. And it's funny that I say that because you think having a new baby, you know, people visiting, all that time off, like, there's no way you could be lonely. But I've never been more lonely in my life than I was that first year of my daughter's life. And my husband and I were in a a really, really bad spot. It was the, he had told me that he, he didn't love me anymore. We were basically ships passing in the harbor in our house. I uh, was home alone probably 12, 13 hours a day while he was working as a chef. Um, And it was the first time that I really realized that having a child makes you, it changes your friendship dynamic and it's one of those things where you realize that when you become a mom, your world shifts and there are certain parts of your past life that some things come with you, but some things don't. And it was a really hard 
kind of reality to to process and I remember being truly really feeling alone and if you take anything away from this podcast today I just want to say if you have any friends who have babies or children or are pregnant don't stop talking to them once you know especially once they have their baby because it's incredibly lonely sometimes and to bring it back full circle I had some wonderful friends who did come over and you know help me out but I also lost a lot of friends and I got into mindset and NLP as a a way to work on myself I didn't get into it with thinking of becoming a coach I got into it to help myself to get myself to become a better person because I wanted to become a better wife mainly so that my husband and I could work through our problems. But I also did it so that I could be the best mom I could because I can't be the best mom if I'm not my best self. And for that year following Shay's birth and then a couple of years after, I really struggled with mom guilt and people-pleasing and getting into NLP and coaching and subconscious uh, mindset and that and reprogramming really made me realize that, you know, I am a great mom. I'm a great person. I'm a great wife. And that's why, and maybe another reason why I wanted to start this podcast is because I've done a lot of work on myself and I want to pay it forward. And I can do that by having this podcast. So for me, this is going to be a much bigger episode and a much bigger answer, but that's the basis of it is it was a way for me to basically not sink into postpartum depression because I didn't want to go on meds and I didn't want to be a bigger burden than I already felt at that time. So I took it on myself to become a better person, which I wish more people did. (laughs) Um, I'm going to do, I think, two more and then we're going to wrap it up. But why did you choose Alberta? And more importantly, Calgary coming from beautiful Ontario. So I moved out here 11 years ago in August. I packed up my trailblazer and I moved out here and I moved in with my friend who I met on Kijiji, who is now still one of my best friends. And she's going to be coming on the podcast and we're going to be talking about our friendship. And, but I moved out here mainly because I didn't know what I wanted. I was in a really bad place. I was battling disordered eating. I was drinking, partying. I wasn't taking care of myself. And I felt so lost after I graduated. And I decided to move out here. And I, I've denied this for years, but there definitely was a boy behind the reason I did move out to Calgary I had prayed and prayed that maybe we would finally get together and we didn't (laughs) I had to learn a few more mistakes there and I'm very happily married now but it was there was a boy as a big reason it was Calgary specifically but it was more I wanted an adventure I had spent so many years people pleasing and doing what other people wanted me to do that I just wanted for once in my life to just do things for me so that's why I moved out here. Um, that one also could be 
an entire episode. <laughs> um, sorry. What is your favorite Star Wars movie? So, ooh. No, it's Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> episode 5, Empire Strikes Back. That is my favorite one of all time. Um, love it. Yep, Empire Strikes Back. We're just going to leave it there. Um, where is the weirdest place to ever stick a booger? You've ever stuck a booger? Well, I don't stick boogers. I flick boogers. And usually this is going to sound really gross. I usually flick them at my dog because my dog eats them. So I don't stick. I flick. And I'm going to stop on this last question here because this one is so funny. And I actually got Alex and Shay's answers for it too. So which celebrities would you choose to play, Alex, you and Shay, on a sitcom based on your life? And so the girl, the girl who put that question in there, she works with me. And it's really funny because she doesn't have kids and she's not married. So I, the stories I tell her, I tell her, I feel like you're, list, you're probably like, she lives in like a crazy, like a circus. And there could be a reality show on this. So that is where she came up with this question. So first of all, I'm going to give you my answer. Actually, no, I'm going to give you Alex's and then I'll give you Shay's and then I'll give you mine. So for Alex's, he said that I could be played by Jody Sweeten. So who played D, uh, Stephanie Tanner from Full House, which I like that one. He says for himself, Matthew Lawrence, so the boy from Mrs. Doubtfire, which is a solid choice too. And then for Shay, he struggled with this one, but he said the little girl who plays uh, young Leia in the Kenobi series, which she's pretty cute, so that one works too. Shay, we told her to pick a character from a show or and then the actors or the actor so for me she said Padme so we took that as Natalie Portman she also said uh Carrie Fisher or Leia for Alex she said Han Solo or Harrison Ford or Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan Kenobi and then for her herself she said young Leia as well so a little Star Wars girl there and for myself, I went way out there and I said, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds is Alex and me. And then for Shay, we would have Mary Kate and Ashley, but when they were Michelle from Full House at age eight. So I went way out there with the most unrealistic one. I think Alex was the most realistic. Right. So that's it for the questions right now. Thank you so much for everyone who took the time to give me one, two, multiple questions. Thank you for the variety. Um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed opening up and sharing a little bit more about me. Uh, if you have any other questions that come up, feel free to uh, send them on over to me. You can find me at consciouslycast on Instagram. And feel free to send me a message with your question. So to wrap up this episode, I am uh, going to end it with a tapping sequence. 
Now, as most of you know, I am certified in EFT, or Emotional Freedom Technique, which is where we balance the energy system of the body to relieve issues. And we do this through activating tapping points on our body. Now, as we go through this tapping sequence, if you know all of the tapping points, feel free to go through that tapping sequence as we're doing the tapping. If you're not sure of all the tapping points or you don't even know what that is, just kindly do a karate chop on your outer hand and just repeat what I'm saying. Now, for those who want to know what the uh, tapping points are, so there is the karate chop on the outer hand, there is the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, the chin, under the arm, and then a top of the head. And now you want to, for each of them, hit them about five to seven times. That's how much you want to tap. So if you are driving or if you are operating any machinery or you're walking, I just encourage you to pause this for now and come back to it when you can just sit there and just listen to what I'm saying. So we are all going to start with the karate chop. However, as we are starting our karate chop, I want you to take three cleansing breaths. So in and out. Now in and out. And in and out. So tonight's tapping is on feeling anxious, mainly connected with the Sunday scaries and going back to work on Monday. So right now, as you are karate chopping and just breathing, if you have any anxiety or you're feeling anxious, rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. So as we go through this, as you go through the tapping points, or you just sit there and karate chop, I want you to repeat what I say. Repeat it out loud so you can hear it. So even though I am feeling anxious, I deeply and completely accept myself. Even though I feel uneasy that Monday is coming, I deeply and completely love myself. Even though I have the Sunday scaries, 
I deeply and completely honor myself. See, I have this thing. It's called feeling anxious. And it just likes to hang around. Hang around like a bug. It tells me stories. It makes me feel anxious. I get nervous. I get stressed. I feel it in my stomach. It feels like nervous butterflies. It makes me uneasy. I start to sweat. My hands get clammy. My breath starts to shorten. That's when the stories start to come. I don't do enough. I can't keep up. I am not enough. I am a failure. Who would want to work with me? But I take a deep breath. A deep cleansing breath. And I pull my shoulders back. And I lift up my chin. And as you are tapping and repeating these next ones back, embody the words that I'm, say that I'm saying. I am enough. I do the best I can. I am bigger than my anxiousness. Monday is a new day. Monday is a new week. I am enough. I am a good employee. Monday starts with new opportunities. Monday starts a new week. I am enough. I am appreciated at work. My clients appreciate me. My boss appreciates me. I appreciate myself. I am a badass. I am a hard worker. I no longer feel anxious. I feel excited. Excited for Monday. Excited for new opportunities. Excited for growth. Monday's not so scary. 
I am enough. And now bring your hands to the top of your head and just tap back and forth and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And now take a deep breath in and out. Feel free to open your eyes if they were closed. And how does your anxiousness feel now? Rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. And now continue with this sequence until you are down below a 3. And each time, embody the words that are being said. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode this week. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about me. And I hope you enjoyed this tapping sequence. Feel free to bookmark that spot in the episode so that you can come back to this whenever you're starting to feel anxious or if that Sunday night scaries seem to come. And just know that if you're feeling that way, someone else is feeling that way too. So you're not alone in your feelings. Share them, let them be real, and you be you. And like I say at the end of ep every episode, take what parts of this episode resonated with you and throw the rest away. You know what you need, so take what you need and just leave the rest for now. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you continue to live your inspired life. <laughs>